Hey guys, it's Cammy. And it's Amanda. And we're basically, basically basic. basic. <laughs> I'm just I feel like we just need to tell the listeners who's with us because I can't look at her and then not acknowledge that she's in the room. <laughs> if you can't tell by our audio right now, which hopefully you can't, we are on a Zoom call with one of our favorite humans. And this girl, we have had we have some great memories with this girl. We have some weird memories with this girl. I'm sure we're gonna touch <laughs> on it. Um, Natalie Brown is with us today, one of our best, 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 best friends. Woo, Natalie, woo, give woo, our BBs woo. a warm welcome. Here I am. Welcome, <laughs> BBs. We're so excited. No, I love it. This is amazing. This is a dream. I wish y'all could see Natalie's beautiful Kim Kardashian face that's smiling at us right now. But no, just no. like actual Kim K face, actual Kim K background, wow. actual Kim K. Wow like lamp I just saw hanging from your beautiful <laughs> ceiling or whatever light candy, not a lamp <laughs> either way it's giving me like major Kardashian vibes I'm I'm about it and my to goal. clarify we're, we're talking Kim K like without plastic surgery like she didn't oh, yeah. need the plastic <laughs> surgery the Lord just gave her Kim mm-hmm. K Kim K wanted Natalie was blessed with she's had plastic surgery <laughs> okay we're done here <laughs> but I mean I literally you know I literally can't with people. Like, I got into a legit argument with my sisters because they were trying to tell me one time that Kylie Jenner hadn't had plastic surgery. And I was like, I can't even argue with you because I don't even understand how this is a conversation we're having. <laughs> and then this was like kind of like a couple of years ago before it was like blatantly obvious. And then I think like last year they were in town and we were watching Keeping Up with Kardashians. And I literally looked at them and I was like, can we just pause for a second and acknowledge that clearly I was right and clearly she's had plastic surgery. And they were like, yeah, okay, yeah. I'm like, no <laughs> one's lips are the size of their whole face, naturally. <laughs> unless, unless you have the new Natalie. filter. Unless you have the new Instagram filter, which is terrifying. You know what, what I'm talking terrifying. about? terrifying. It's terrifying. Like, have you seen this, Kimmy? Oh, I've seen it. It's, I can't even do it. It actually scares, like, it scares me. I gasped <laughs> it myself. I will say, though, Kimmy, I've been waiting to do it because I kind of want to do it with you and, like, and like talk while we do it. Like, I've been thinking about how funny it would be to, like, have a conversation with that filter on. We we need to do, like, a little, like, this is basically basic 50 years down the road. (laughs) Hopefully not. If anything, I looked at it and I was like, well, this is confirmation I will not be getting plastic surgery on my face. No. I'll do it. I okay. wonder if there's women though who look like that that have done it and they're like wait I look like myself I'm confused and it's like that yeah is that's girly I mean there's grace for that <laughs> but your <laughs> grace is enough <laughs> to, each not, to each his own Natalie yeah. I need to know something what are you drinking from Starbucks though oh okay so I've discovered I mean you know me I'm I Starbucks is a challenge for me but I did discover a, um, what it, I think it had some like brown sugar syrup or something. The, it's oh like wait, a new thing. The brown sugar shaken espresso or whatever. Is that a thing? espresso with oat milk. Um, but I oh. do two pumps, not four pumps. It was an aggressive amount of sugar. Mm-hmm. And so we take it down to two. I mean, honestly, I think I could try one next round. Um, probably could. But I am, I'm ecstatic that they do oat milk now because- Almond milk people burn, and I can't trust most people with almond milk, but I can trust wait, them with wait, oat milk. Wait, almond milk people burn? Yeah, it's easy. It's really easy I to burn. Like, I'm gonna need. I'm gonna need more clarification. Okay, I need clarification. <laughs> okay, in my I don't know. I'm not a barista. I can't speak to this, but there's something about almond milk that baristas burn really frequently, and so it's not. It's really hard to get a good almond milk latte so oh. when it's hot. Like obviously, ice is a different story. Oh. But there's something about oat milk. I think because it's 
I don't know if it's a higher fat content or the carbs in it. I'm not sure, but people don't burn it as much. And so that is- Can I make a side note for a second here? I just need the world to know this. So Natalie's from California. She is like (laughs) the most healthy, like California girl you would ever know. And I just want to say you are like, okay, there's trendsetters in every avenue. There's like floating trendsetters. There's like, you know, hair trendsetters. There's shoes trendsetters. You are a food trendsetter. Okay. (laughs) This is what I mean by this. Every, every food that becomes trendy, Natalie was eating it and like knew about it and was like consuming it far before everyone else. Like first person to tell me about this sounds so weird, but the first person to like tell me to eat avocados, Natalie. First person to, to introduce hummus to me, Natalie. Hummus, first person to yeah. introduce kombucha, Natalie. Almond milk, oat milk. There has not been a, a food in my life that <laughs> the stores are like, like, honestly, if I was like any grocery store, I would hire Natalie as my marketing person. I'd be like, what's the new trendy food? So Natalie, here's my next question for you. What's the new trendy food? Tell us. Predict <gasps> I'm so scared. I don't, I don't know. You do know, Natalie, hey. what are you eating on a regular basis that no one else is eating? That's the trendy food. I don't know. I dates? Really do you eat loving... dates? I bet you eat dates. I bet you oh, crunch yeah, on make a good some date. Good, like, well, I don't like a date plain. <laughs> eat it with some peanut butter and it's really See? nice, but make See? like date balls. A homemade Lara bar is way better than like a store-bought Lara bar. Um, I've really I, been loving. to make a homemade Lara bar? <laughs> Natalie does. Put it, you put it in it and it's fine. It's just, you know, second night together. Here's the difference is because you know good food, it's probably really fun for you to like be in the kitchen and it's probably like a de-stressor and you probably just like, that's like a piece of art is just like being in the kitchen making stuff. When I'm in the kitchen, it's like the highest stress level. Like I'm just so worried about (laughs) what is going to be the outcome. So I feel like that's the difference is you have to enjoy being in the kitchen. A hundred percent. And I love it. I love food too much, but it's good, you know. And it is a trickle effect. Would you say dates? Oh, no, I don't think I would say dates. Um, I've been really loving this new dairy-free yogurt. It's that brand Siggy's, which is really good. They, it's like Icelandic yogurt, but they do like a coconut milk one. And it has high protein in it because they put some pea protein in it. And I mean, that's been a good, you know, it's hard. It's hard as a mom. You're like, what do I eat for breakfast? I don't have time. I prepare like an elaborate meal for my child and somehow forget myself. So this yogurt has been kind of a game changer for me. High fat okay. content, high protein, you know? I have a coconut question. milk yogurt. You what? heard it, but, but it has a protein in it. I don't want the yogurt that has like nothing in it. That's not helpful. Mm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's not helpful. I don't know. No, it's so, not very exciting. So when, no, but when Greek, Greek yogurt was like a huge, all the rage, like a couple of years ago, it like really came onto the scene. So I'm <laughs> predicting in two years from now, coconut milk, protein, pea protein, yogurt is going to be all the rage. And all our babies are going to be like, we heard about this first on basically basic. And I'll be like, you're welcome. Yeah, that's good. And we'll be like, thanks now. And I will say it's a trickle effect because Cami, you introduced me to kombucha. Mm. So really, and, you know, I can't, from the I can't top down. kombucha. I was, I was introduced to it by um, our friend Eliza. So I, I didn't, and hear, hear me with kombucha. You're not going to like it at first. No one does. I've never met a human that liked it the first time they tried it. But Unless it takes, you find the sangria kombucha, because I did love that one oh. first. Oh my. But it's I don't not, know that it, does, one. it doesn't have alcohol. It's just like it's called just, sangria kombucha. Sangria. Does it, Amanda? Does it have alcohol? <laughs> we're judging listening. you. We're judging you. <laughs> we're, we're concerned, Amanda. We'll have a side meeting after this meeting. Yeah, that's what this meeting's actually about. We wanted to talk about your sangria kombucha consumption at 7 a.m. How do you feel about yourself? <laughs> this is my intervention. I get it. I get it. <laughs> no, but did okay, you know Mandy? that they did have to... Che- oh, oh, wait. It's oh, a no, different no, go, story. Go. No, it's a different story. Right. 
No, I know what you're going to say. I already know how they change, had to change the formula of kombucha because it did have an alcohol content. Like yes. Lindsay, wasn't it Lindsay Lohan's like bracelet, ankle bracelet went off because she had a kombucha. Wait, what? This is a, yeah, I know this, this is one of the best basic facts you could give. I have never <laughs> known this. I'm, I'm I only afraid. know this because I, I literally, when I lived in LA, they, you had to show your ID to get kombucha. And I called Natalie one day and I said, what is happening? Like did kombucha become an alcoholic beverage? Well, I didn't know. And I actually asked her, and you told me this information. You okay. said Lindsay Lohan had like a DUI or Lindsay. whatever, and it like affected her. And so they changed the law in California. And then yeah. I think they, she didn't they get the DUI from kombucha. Let's not spread false news here. But well, did something she, about <laughs> guys. I've literally grabbed a kombucha like after picking up my kid from preschool and like gone on. And that- fine okay I'm like no now now it's like the black bottle if from this certain brand trilogy is you get id'd for but they changed their formula so the alcohol mm. content is low and there really wasn't a lot anyways doesn't matter okay long okay, story. okay okay long story for <laughs> short story no one wants to talk about this long story short story okay long story short story Amanda what are you drinking today so I'm drinking our like sort of usual that we've been on this kick the like cold brew with the vanilla sweet cream foam whatever but this so time good. I changed it because I did some research and the cold brew has the most caffeine apparently. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yes. I think I need to take down the caffeine a little bit today. So I just did an iced coffee, which has a little bit less than caffeine than cold brew. And then I added the vanilla sweet cream foam. And then instead of one pump of hazelnut, cause I'm also about the, I have to just get one pump lately. Cause to me more than one is like a little too sweet for me. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. instead of doing one pump of hazelnut, let me, let me see what it says. I did one pump of cinnamon dolce and it's really Ooh. good. So Ooh. to recap, to recap, it's a grande iced coffee with vanilla sweet cream foam and one pump cinnamon dolce. It's really good. I love that. I, I love, mean, can I, I tell you, the... oh, I'm going to tell you I'm something okay. really quickly because I had to learn this lesson with the cold brew is that it is high caffeine. So it makes you jittery. And most coffee shops, that's what they serve as their iced coffee. So you have to ask them, is this cold brew or is this actually iced coffee? Isn't that wild? That is I wild. Because it makes me sick. See, you guys are giving me hope as a mom of like older kids that I won't need that much caffeine because I actually knew that cold brew had the most caffeine and I intentionally ordered it for that exact reason <laughs> so I, I you ordered five I was like I ordered I'm gonna get a venti cold brew with an extra shot of espresso and I was <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this morning I'm drinking the cami and if you listen to this podcast you know what that is it's a grande americano with two pumps of toffee nut and steamed almond milk which now I know is probably burned and apparently I don't care about burned almond milk. I mean I don't know <laughs> Maybe you like the burnt taste. I'm not. Tastes sure. good to me. I mean, just, it probably is burned if I steam it too on top of it. So I just feel validated that I got you on the almond milk train. Mm. There was Let's once, not talk about that. There was once a day where you didn't want to convert. <laughs> I didn't. I I always loved almond milk, just not in my coffee. But then some you prayed enough. You you fasted and prayed, Amanda. And I did. Some I prayers did. only get answered by prayer and fasting. And here we are today. <laughs> this is one of them. On the other side of that breakthrough. Um, okay, hallelujah, of, uh, hallelujah, praise the Lord this morning. Um, okay, guys, speaking of the Lord, that's the real reason we're let's, here. Let's and as you know, let's bring it back to Jesus. It's all about Him. I feel like as we need know, to have a listening. button. I feel like we need to have like, like a button. Like the Lord, says, like bringing it back to Jesus, and then it just like oh. comes into. Oh, is, is that Tyler's? Is that Tyler's next song that he writes for basically? Basic? It is. It is. It is. Bring that's it back to Jesus. Bringing it back to Jesus. It needs to be Tyler just like diamond on an acoustic, like zoom, 
bringing it back to Jesus. <laughs> I feel like what? you would hit we'll that bring- button so many times. We, oh, we would. It'd so be obnoxious. Times. It'd be obnoxious. Tyler told me right now we're not allowed to have buttons because he's like, he's like, mm, let's let's give it like maybe your 100th episode. <laughs> That's your yeah. reward. Oh, that could be our goal. Yes. And one get to 100 so you can have a button. Get to 100 episodes. And then I'm sure the first, honestly, you're right. The first episode where we had buttons, it would just be buttons. We yeah. wouldn't even be talking. We'd like say two words and we'd be like, bringing it back to Jesus. <laughs> okay. Speaking of bringing it back to Jesus. Can't okay, speaking of that. Okay. So if you've been listening to our podcast recently, you know, we are on a series called Back to the Basics because we're basically basic. And we are want, just want to bring in a what it means to walk with the lord and we know that those things are your your prayer life being in the word worshiping the lord being a part of the body baptism there's like so many places we could go but the thing is is this isn't just about being a new believer because i feel like we do have a lot of new believers so we want to steward you guys in your hearts well um, but it's also a refresher for us because it never should go past the basics. I think as we've been doing this series, I've been reminded of the fact that like we can make it about so many things like this Christian life, especially as Americans in like this Western Christian culture. There's like, you know, does your church have a cool social media presence? Is your pastor like friends with celebrity pastors? Is your conference that have really cool. So that's not the point, right? Am I frozen? <laughs> well, just some crazy. It did a weird little thing, but we, yes, but for the most part, it only cut out at the very end. So you're good. We're Gucci. Okay, good. As long as we're Gucci. Today, well, we, we, I, don't, we, I don't know. We were Gucci. <laughs> <laughs> we are no longer Gucci. Gucci is no longer present with us. <laughs> but you look beautiful, Frozen. <laughs> okay, Tyler can edit this part out, which is good. He can just like... Perfect. <laughs> What's happening? Is he frozen? Are you alive? Oh my gosh. It was so good, Kimmy. It was so good. I love where you were going. <laughs> no, why are you so frozen? Oh my gosh. Oh, there, there you are. There you are. There there you are. are. You're back. You're back. <laughs> what happened? Love Zoom so much. Bringing it back to Jesus. I can't you were saying you were saying the Western culture, like how we've made it about the conferences and all that kind of stuff. Oh. <laughs> okay, wait, what what were you saying? <laughs> I, I was saying when it kind of started cutting out was when you were saying like the Western culture, like the conferences and the big things. And... Okay. Okay. So okay, hey, cool. Tyler can literally cut and paste, so we're good. Okay. Yeah, be good. Okay. So I'm just going to wrap up that thought and then we'll go on. Okay. Perfect. So all that stuff is amazing, but that's not the point of our relationship with Jesus. And at the end of the day, when I die and I'm standing before the Lord, he's not going to ask me about that kind of stuff. Like he, that's not going to be a part of my personal faith journey with him. And so we really want to bring it back to what actually matters. And today we're going to talk about worship, which is honestly blows my mind that we haven't had an episode yet on worship that I could think of um, because it's, I would say for both Amanda and I, it's like one of my favorite parts of how I get to express my faith and how I get to connect with the Lord. And when we 
talked about talking on worship, it was honestly a no brainer for me to ask Natalie to do this podcast with us because when I think of somebody who I'm probably going to cry because I, when I talk about Natalie's heart, I literally cry. Um, when I talk about somebody who like has the purest heart in worship and is a worshiper and everything she does, I think of Natalie. Like I have been on stages with Natalie, which we can share why and talk about that. Um, but I've also been in secret places with Natalie and when she worships, no matter where she is or who she's in front of, it is the exact same. And it brings the Lord so much glory and it makes up my faith. It connects me to God, which is why I'm crying on this podcast right now. Uh, But I just, I I can't think of anyone else I would want the world to hear about what worship means to them than Natalie, because her heart is so pure in it. And I just think, unfortunately, that's not always the case for people that are worship leaders or worshipers. And so, um, yeah, Natalie, maybe Amanda should share so I just can stop crying, but what, why, like why we've shared stages and who we are and welcome to being on like you know, a really cool band. You guys didn't even realize that you're getting to like be <laughs> listening to a podcast from a super famous band. <laughs> so if you want to toot our own horn, Amanda, you could let us let the world know who we are. <laughs> so guys, I'm going to introduce you to remain humble. I'm going to introduce you to the one and only Kaleidoscope Duo. Actually, Duo uh-huh. wasn't a part of your name. I just no. put that in it. I think that might have been your Instagram handle though. Was it? Did I yes, make this it up? Was. Yeah. So my, my brain is like forever ingrained in like social media world sometimes. So I'm like, Oh, kaleidoscope duo, but these two would lead worship for different churches, for different um, youth events. I would say you guys were definitely marketed towards like youth, right? Yeah. Teenage girls. That was our jam. Teenage girls for sure. And it was really, I got to go to like a few places with you guys and we would do photos and just like I I feel like I got to benefit from the fruit of what you guys were doing. And that was like such a sweet season for me and how I got to know you a little bit better, Natalie. And we just have so many fun memories, but how long did, were you guys in? Well, first of all, I want the listeners to know when and how did Kaleidoscope start? Like when was it born? And because you two met in college at Belmont, but then after that, how did Kaleidoscope come to be? I love that. I am terrible at timelines, so I genuinely have no idea the date. Maybe Cameron will remember. All I remember is in college, Cammie started doing music on her own. There was like, I feel like you worked with someone. I can't remember. It was something. And I just remember being like, oh, man, like kind of not this weird jealousy envy, but just like, gosh, that would be so fun and how fun to do it together. And I literally don't remember. Did we just start writing together? And we're like, this feels Amazing. I mean, and Cammie and I have always, I will never forget in college, going to Starbucks. Classic. Cammie has been a basically basic Starbucks girl from day one. I've known her. And I remember going to Starbucks and we just, I was probably a freshman. She was a sophomore and we just started talking. And it was one of those times where you talk to someone and you're like, everything in our heart is connecting. Like every, every passion is aligning. Everything that we believe is lining up. And I had never met anyone like that, really. That was something that I'd really been praying for. And just our passion and our heart for ministry and for teenage girls, just like all these things lining up. So like God knew all along that we would be doing ministry together. I think it just took us a second to figure out that that was even like an option. Um, And so I I don't remember like when we first started writing, but I imagine I think we were writing with this, our friend Justin, and then my husband Casey got involved. And it's just like, we wrote good songs together. And we're like, let's, I'd rather, I think we just realized we would so much rather do this together than on our own I've always been someone that is like I love doing things as a team as opposed to 
by myself because it takes that pressure off. And I think there's power in when two or more are gathered, that's biblical. And so two is better. Um, two is better. And so we just loved, um, we loved doing it together and just lined up and everything. And I, yeah, I'm, that's terrible that I feel like I don't fully remember the no. story, but that, but it's so natural. That's the thing. It was so natural and organic. Yes. I mean, I remember a little bit more just because it was like, I was, was doing stuff by myself. And then I don't know if you remember Natalie, I'd find that like independent deal on my own. Yes. And then it like started to fall apart. And as it was falling apart, I had like radio silence basically from my team. And I was like, well, I miss writing. And we were roommates at the yes. time. So I remember I would just come downstairs in the basement. And it was, that's the cool thing was it wasn't for anything. We weren't like writing for a record or like had these like weird goals in mind. It was like, we just wanted to like express our heart to the Lord together. And then totally by the time my record deal was in like complete shambles on the ground, I was like, well, I don't want to do this again by myself. Cause that was really scary and hard and we were best friends. And so we're like, yeah, we're like, let's do it together. And, and then really like, it was crazy because what started as that led to us having really big goals and big dreams as a band and like feeling like we were called to like do this you know, full-time. And that was like a whole other journey of us just kind of getting to do things, but then also like this wrestle in our own hearts of like, what does it look like to, to live out our dreams, but also to lay them at the feet of Jesus at the same time. And I don't know about you, Natalie, but I think for me, that season shaped me as a worshiper so much because we were doing more like CCM music. And I remember a huge part of our journey as a band was we were you know, our music that we were like creating for our albums were more like typical pop Christian music because that's what we were told was going to work by record labels because they were like young girls and whatever. But when we would get asked to do events, our favorite part was if we got asked to lead worship and we could really like bring the congregation into the presence of the Lord in a more like deep, intimate way. And I remember us having conversations about like, do we even like CCM music? Like, is this even what we want to do? And um, so I, I would love Natalie for you to kind of share like your faith, you know, your faith journey, your, well, I guess, yeah, kind of your faith journey, but also what that meant for you with worship and your worship journey. Like, because I think we're all in a journey of what worship looks like and it looks different in different seasons. So I'd love for you to share, like, just kind of quickly your testimony of how you became a believer, but then also like how worship has played into that in different seasons of your life. Yeah, I love that. Um, I was really fortunate to grow up in a Christian home and just had parents that, love Jesus and ran after him. And so honestly, my testimony from a believer standpoint was I met him at a young age and gave him my heart and never veered from that path. Um, and not that I didn't make mistakes, but I just loved him from that age. And, um, and I, I remember even growing up almost feeling like that wasn't enough of a testimony, you know, of like, you would hear these crazy radical testimonies. And I remember being on a missions trip and someone asking me to share my testimony in that moment, feeling like I don't have anything, like literally like I accepted Jesus at a young age and that's that, you know? And, but I remember God just saying to me, you were once dead and now you're alive. Like that's power. Mm. That's all you need. That's um, so good. And I don't know why I shared that, but just in the sense of don't compare your testimony, like it's powerful in and of itself. Um, but yeah, I grew up in the church and I grew up, um, Serving in the church, I think that was a massive part of what shaped me. Um, because I think when you start serving, you realize it's no longer about me. It's about other people. You're saved, and now it's no longer about me. Um, and you're just giving to the house of God. And in that, um, started leading worship in high school. And I did a lot of kids ministry. Um, man, if you've never, if you're a worship leader listening to this and you have not led children in worship, go do it. Because mm, that's so I good. Killed 
it's so good. It, it, it changes everything. And I mean, speaking of bringing back to the basics, like it helps remind you um, really of what worship is and you just see purity in these kids and it's amazing. Um, but yeah, I mean, grew up doing worship, but I think at that time, didn't fully understand, you know, like I, I think worship was more of like, oh, I'm gifted in this area. Like I'm gifted. I can sing. I can, I don't, I didn't play guitar then, but it was more about a gifting and less about what the act of worship was. Um, like not that I, I, I connected with Jesus, but I just don't, I didn't understand the weight of it. And it wasn't until um, college, I know Cami and I have talked about this. There's this book, how to worship a King that we've both read. Um, that really shifted and changed things for me. I think I understood what worship was all about, that this was an opportunity to enter into Jesus's presence. Um, and even just having celebrated Easter on Sunday, the power of the cross, like understanding the moment Jesus died on the cross, the veil was torn. And if I'm being honest, I think looking back on my life, I didn't understand what that meant, that the veil was torn. I didn't understand the weight of, oh, I get to enter into his presence and I get to, this is like an honor um, mm -hmm. and it shifted things for me when it came to worship. And so now I worship from that place. Um, and every time I'm like in kids church, I always speak on that because I want kids to understand this. Like the veil was torn. We get to now enter into God's presence. Like that didn't happen before. That wasn't possible in the Old Testament. But now because we live on the other side of the cross, like worship has changed in that sense because we can now constantly be in his presence and we have access to that 24 7 worship isn't you know learning that worship isn't just for a church service it's not just on a Sunday it's like no actually daily worship and it's more than music it's mm -hmm. surrendering your life to Jesus it's submitting to him um, loving him uh, calling him Lord everything I do has the opportunity to become um, an act of worship um, I don't, I'm rambling but worship is amazing I love it <laughs> <laughs> no, I love that. That's so good. I also love what you said about like kids worship. If there's a worship leader that hasn't led kids that, that just mm. something kind of like went off in my spirit when you said that. And I, about how Jesus calls us to have childlike faith. And I just thought like, what a sweet reminder of actually getting to lead kids in worship and like seeing their childlike faith. And then in return, I can imagine, I'm just thinking of, I've never led like children's worship, but I can imagine like that would just in return, kind of inspire you to have that childlike faith again, like seeing them so carefree, probably like jumping around, like having no, like, yes. they don't care what anybody thinks. Like they're literally just there to worship the Lord. And it's such like just a sweet spirit. So I love that you said that just to encourage, I feel like that was probably a word for someone just to encourage right. them. That was really sweet. Um, okay. So now that you've been, you've had like different seasons of leading worship, whether that's like with Cami and Kaleidoscope or whether that was on your own, or like in kids or like, you know, just all different ages on and off stage. How have all of those like forms of worship, um, like transitioned into your life now? Like, cause when you mentioned there is a lot of different forms of worship, like you can worship the Lord, worshiping the Lord doesn't have to just be through music. You know, it can be like all types of ways. So with all these like past experiences of leading worship on and off stage, like how has that shaped you as a worship leader now? Mm. Yeah. I mean, worship isn't just music. It's, it's a lifestyle. It's understanding that everything I've been given is his. And so now I have the opportunity to everything that I do, every word that I speak, every song that I write, every song that I sing, every task that I do is an opportunity to glorify him. Um, and it's understanding that he's worthy. He's worthy of mm -hmm. everything. And so I think it just 
I mean, it's a challenge. It's not like every second I'm, you know, fully doing that, but <laughs> it's a challenge to everything I can do can be glorifying to God and can, and can bring worship to him. Um, and I think when talking about like on and off platform, um, I've had a season of, of being off platform a lot from a worship leading standpoint. And I think it's been, I'm so grateful for it um, because I think the moment you get off platform, it, it makes you um, figure out what is your identity? Is your identity as a worship leader or is your identity as a daughter? And mm. so I've, you know, I, I did music with Cami and it was my favorite. Like, I love how Cami said, we loved leading worship. And the reason was, is because it was no longer a performance. The pressure was off. Um, and that was like what our hearts loved doing. I, the performing side of it, like gave me butterflies. But the moment we led worship, it was like, okay, this is not about us. Like, so there's zero pressure. This is about us leading people to Jesus. I'm not leading them to myself. I'm leading them to Jesus. And it takes the pressure off. Um, and so I came from that season of leading worship a lot and loved it and knew God had called me to that and anointed me in that area, but then also, you know, transitioned into a new church and that wasn't a need. They didn't need necessarily another worship leader. And I had a season of, and, you know, still am some, somewhat in that season of, of being off platform from that standpoint. Um, and it really, it shows you, I think when you're taking off platform where your identity is. And so realizing, okay, that's not who I am. I'm not a worship leader. Like, yes, maybe God has gifted me in that area. And maybe there are seasons he calls me to do it. I think it's beautiful, but first and foremost, I am a daughter. And so it, I think those are really beautiful seasons to understand, you know, my gifting does not define me. My talent does not define me. Um, my role, my, what I do does not define me. Like I need to be okay with just being a daughter <laughs> mm. and learning like, man, worship on stage or off stage, it's still the same. It's still powerful. I still have an opportunity to lead people when I'm sitting in the front row or the back row or whatever it might be. Um, it's, I don't know. It's just, it's not about, it's not about platform. Um, yeah. And the moment I feel like I deserve to be on that platform is the moment I should definitely not be on the platform. <laughs> yeah, no, that's so good. And this is like, this is, I feel like just a testament to both you and Cami as worship leaders. Cause I've gotten the privilege of just watching you guys at different, whether, I mean, I've seen you guys lead worship for like five people and then for like 500 people. And I, I can genuinely say that every time I have seen you guys lead worship, it's never been about y'all. Like you've never been worried about like, how do I look? Like, how did I sound? Like you guys have never come off stage and been like, how was it? You know? And to me, because of that, like that just feels you, you are being a daughter. And, and to me, that allows the space for the Holy spirit to move and for everyone else to just be sons and daughters. And it's not about what they look like. And I love, I just wanted to say that about you guys, like getting to be in the room mm -hmm. as you both lead worship. It's, I love that it's never been about you guys. And that to me is just a lesson that I think we all probably need to hear daily, even as believers, like new believers or, you know, believers that have been walking with the Lord for a while. Like I know for myself, I have to wake up daily and be like, okay, Lord, today is not about me. It's actually not about me, yeah. you know? Yeah. And so I just think that's so good because even from like a stage is physically lifted up higher and it's a physical platform. And I can, I can imagine it would be so easy to be, to take that persona of like, here's my platform I'm on stage. Mm -hmm. But I just love that you kept saying it's really not, it's about being a daughter. And sometimes it's just not about you. So I just thought that yeah. was so good. 
Um, and it opened the doors to other things, which was amazing. Yeah. Like that's how I started leading youth ministry or whatever it might be. If I'd got caught up in the gifts or whatever, I would have missed so many other things God had for me. And mm. yeah. That's so good. I, I love this so much because I know I, you know, Natalie and I, we walked through like the same journey because we were in the same band and it like, you know, was, we were doing a lot with it in one season and then not a lot with it in the next. And um, for me, whenever our band kind of like, we were like, okay, we feel like God's calling us to something new was when I was living in LA. And um, I remember that year I was serving at a church that was super small um, super not like hype or cool in any sense of the word. Amanda can speak to this because it was you my, came I from leadership here. <laughs> I literally have a it smile was, on my face. It was it the was, sweetest, sweetest church. Yeah. Oh, we're, we might be sweetest church. And it was one of those things where, can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. Okay. It was one of those things where in, you know, a time where the Lord was really stripping and teaching me that it wasn't about X, Y, and Z. It wasn't about anything external. It was about him and him alone and glorifying him. It was so not a coincidence that I was serving at a church that like this, is, let me just paint a picture for you. This is me leading worship on a Saturday night. There's probably five people. One of them is a blind man who brings a rain stick and literally would just like his form of worship was he would put this rain stick like up and down and up and down and no I, we can hear you you're good you're good <laughs> okay you're good I, I don't understand no you're good hey literally it okay. only it only cut out at the rain stick park so talk about him again talk about okay. rain stick man talk about rain stick because honestly I could hear about should I try to connect because I try to connect should I try to connect to like my phone, like the hotspot? Uh, maybe. Well, I'm afraid that may interrupt the the meeting. It just, it's only been twice. It's only yeah, been twice. it's okay. You're good. Just talk about the okay, rain okay. man again because well, that's perfect. That's a perfect spot. You think it's only been twice. I know that it hasn't been twice because y'all are frozen to me a lot, which is so frustrating. Right. Oh, well, the good thing is, is it's recording right. on my so that's end. that's why I'm saying that. Okay, that's good. Okay, as long as you're good. Okay, anyway. So... This, this man is like, there's, you know, five people in the congregation. There's a man who's, who's literally blind, who would bring a rain stick. And like, that was his form of worship was to feel and like hear that sound. There's a little girl who getting to know her story. She um, had been like passed around from a bunch of family members because her mom was a drug addict and she was with her grandma and she would just dance in the front. And then there was this couple that would just stand in the back, holding hands and raising their arms. And that was pretty much like the congregation. And it was so intimate and different than any experience. There was not, no, but I just remember like leading worship. And I mean, I remember so clearly when you came being like, like you crying to me after, I mean, like, this is so pure, like, this is so pure. Mm -hmm. And especially being in California, which Natalie can speak to like, that's not the cult. There's not a ton of churches. There's not a bunch of Christians. Like, this this is a sacrifice of praise for them to even come because it's not the cool thing to do. Like it wasn't like all their friends were going to church, like we might experience in the South. Like they had chosen to come there. Even when I would lead worship for that youth group, kids would Uber on their own to church, to youth group. Like their parents weren't believers and they would pay with their allowance money to Uber to church. Like so it just it convicts you and it shows something like, you know, this is not like a cool moment for me. This isn't 
growing my platform as a worship leader. This isn't like something that I'm going to, I'm not going to take a cool live video and be like, look at our worship tonight, guys. Like, you know, look, this is so cool. It, it's not that, but it was so beautiful and pure. And it was an offering to God. And it really convicted me because if I'm honest with myself, there were moments where I was like, this isn't cool. Or this isn't like, what am I doing? Or like, is this isn't like going anywhere or wh- whatever right. these things, but it, it, you know, the, it says that the word of God is sharper than a double-edged sword. It cuts between bone and marrow, soul and spirit. So basically it's saying like, when you read the word, when you know the word, it convicts you. It, it, it divides things. It shows you what's light and what's darkness, what's true and what's not true. And so there was this divide in me in that year of like, is worship about the stage? Is it about the the song? Is it about mm-hmm. the moment? Or is worship about if it's just me and my husband in my house, if it's just me on my face in my room, if it's a me and a blind man with a rain stick and a little mm-hmm. girl dancing in the front, is that worship? Does that give God glory? And is that enough? And I just think like, Natalie, that's like, you know, why part of the reason why I said I love, I wanted to ask your opinion because you are in a city where there's so, you live in Nashville. So there's so many musicians, there's so many people that lead worship. And because of that, like you have these other gifts as well that the Lord's chosen in this season to really like to use in the body um, because there's other people he's choosing to use in your particular church to lead worship. And you've had to like lay that down, but you haven't laid down being a worshiper. And I think yeah. that's the thing. Like, and, and I think being married to Stephen, who my husband being a doctor, I've, I've been convicted with that because Amanda, you said this earlier, but I've done that before where I've gone on stage and I led worship and I've come off the stage and I've sat down and looked at Stephen and been like, was that good? And I remember, and I didn't mean it in a bad way. I just was like, did I do a good job? You know? And yeah. there was one day specifically where I said that to Stephen and he was like, what is, what is that even? what do you mean that's not the point you know and so yeah I think us talking about that I'd love for you to kind of share the depth the depth of your heart in that like what has that Mm. looked like for you to like go to those ugly places within yourself Mm. and how has that shaped you as a worshiper to be like okay I could be doing this and it could look this way but right now it doesn't yeah yeah I mean I think it's it's real, right? I'm a human. And there's obviously been moments where it's like, I want to be up there or even like really ugly thoughts of like, Ooh, I could have, I could have taken it somewhere different. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. you almost think like, Oh, I could have done a better job. Like, what is that? Right. But that's, that comes up. And anytime that comes up, I have to, I I repent in that moment. Cause I'm like, absolutely not. I do not partner with that thought. Um, And you know what, there's even been times where I am like, okay, I'm going to act in the opposite spirit. And now I'm going to reach out to that person and I'm going to encourage them. I'm going to speak life over them because that thought of death, like I do not partner with that. Um, so there has been times and it was definitely hard in the beginning of just being like, God, I just, I lay this down. Um, and I lay this dream down and Kami and I talked about this a lot of just like, if God calls me to be a janitor, I want to do that with everything I have. Like, it doesn't matter if it's on platform, if it's, I think what you do in the unseen is actually the most important things. And I think those are the things where God is going to be like, well done, good and faithful yeah. servant, because you did these things, not receiving credit. You did these things, not receiving accolade, anything. No one will notice them. No one will maybe ever say anything. And that, I mean, in that I had to break off pleasing man, needing like encouragement from man and just receiving that from God. And I think 
you know, when it comes to worship, it's like, am I leading myself in worship? Am I doing that at home in the secret place? And when I think about my worship experiences, the most powerful encounters I have did not come on stage. They came in my bedroom. They came in my prayer closet. They came when I was in the back row of church and just worshiping with everything, because that to me is where um, I've received a lot of breakthrough. I've received healing. I've received words from God. Like for me personally, that is just where I feel the closest to Jesus. And I think that's biblical, right? It's like I'm entering into the throne room when I'm worshiping. Um, and I've had to learn that worship is my weapon. It's a part of my warfare. Like I do it on the regular at home when maybe I'm having a hard day. It's like I'm immediately, I start praising. I start singing. I, and that's what I love about worship songs because they're declaring truth. Mm -hmm. Um, and there's power in our words. And so when I start worshiping, it shifts things. Like I'll never forget even this last season, walking through, um, my dad fighting cancer and just starting, I could cry thinking about it, mm -hmm. but just singing, like declaring Waymaker, Waymaker, miracle worker, promise keeper, like all these, these truths about God, it started to shift things in my heart because I'm, I'm, it's breaking off lies of the enemy of fear of doubt of the unknown, of sadness, of all these things. And it's declaring truth. And I think that's why, I mean, I'm going on a different tangent, but that's why I, I love worship is because it shifts the atmosphere. It shifts my heart. And it just, it reminds me of the truth. It reminds me of the goodness of God. And, and it, it brings healing every time. There's never been a moment that I've been in worship that I've regretted it, or I've like, haven't received something. Um, and I've learned to, to not base it on feeling like go after it, no matter what, like the feelings will come later. Feelings are fleeting, right? I, I'm, I have to believe it's faith, right? It's like, as I, as I'm declaring truth, like I'm believing that in the supernatural things are shifting, things mm -hmm. are happening, even mm -hmm. if I can't see it or feel it, like I'm going to believe it. Um, wow. I don't know. I just, no, I that's so good. It changes everything. It changes everything. That's so good, Natalie. That is, oh my gosh, that's so good. And when you were speaking to, I just kept thinking about, you know, you were talking about the quiet places and how you've had breakthrough in like a prayer closet or by yourself in your room or, you know, those places. And I just kept thinking, you know, scripture tells us that the high is for the lowly. And I just mm -hmm. love that so much because it, every time it makes me think of that every time, you know, I'm in this secret place where no one sees me, but God. And I just have this again, like shifting my perspective of, okay, God, like this is the part that matters, like nothing else. This is my time with you, like just me and you, this is the part that matters. And when I've really like rested in that, like, those are, you know, like those are the times that I feel the most peace, not if you're in front of people doing a good job, like getting praises, yeah. but it just feels sometimes that feels unworldly because we're human and like our flesh wants that. So that's so good. Um, okay. So how would you encourage somebody, um, mm -hmm. who may be a worship leader or in a season where they feel like they might be leading others in worship? Like, how do you, what would be your best like word of encouragement if you, or if you could talk to like little Natalie and we're like, Hey, mm -hmm. listen, these are the words of wisdom that are from the Lord that I want to share with you because you, you've walked it now, like you've seen it. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think the biggest thing, if you're leading, whether it's worship, whatever it is, is that you can't, you can't take people places you haven't been yourself. Um, I can't lead people to Jesus's presence if I haven't taken the time to do that myself. And so I think it's 
knowing when you're leading, whether it's worship, whether it's preaching, whatever it might look with serving. If you haven't like that moment is for me to lead others, right? If I haven't taken time myself to go there, then like that's going to be real hard. Um, and that's what I'm making it about. It's going to be, it's going to come across as me because it's not giving the Holy spirit um, room to lead. And I mean, that would probably be my biggest one to like a worship leader um, worship on your own in secret place. Cause that's then how you're going to bring people into the throne room. What about like a non-worship leader, like someone listening, yeah. who's just a worshiper who is like, when you guys are talking about this, I don't even really know what that means for me. Or maybe there's somebody that like, they kind of check out and worship. Like they're like, well, I'm yeah. not a musician. So yeah, I don't really know the point. What would you think yeah. about? Um, break off the lie that like worship when it comes to musical music standpoint or whatever is just for someone that's musical because that's them. <laughs> let's just settle that in our hearts break that off that's a lie from the enemy um I think even as someone that loves worship there are still days that maybe it feels hard to connect right and I've just learned in those times to press in just keep pressing like I talked about earlier don't don't base it on feelings, like, cause feelings are fleeting. Like there are times in worship well, I, where I will be on my face crying, but then there are other times where that's, I don't feel that necessarily, but I've learned to still, it doesn't mean Holy Spirit's not moving and it's not powerful. It just means I need to press in more um, and know that and trust that God is, is working. Um, I would say to any time, I mean, first of all, just start filling your home with worship. Like, um, and you would be amazed what that shifts in your home. Um, I, I do it with our son and it shifts things for him. Like he loves declaring it. We have dance parties to it. Like it's just a part of our, our lives on the regular um, and invite Holy Spirit and ask him to come and move. If there's, if there's areas that you're like, I'm just not connecting here, God, what's going on? Like invite him in. And I promise you things will shift, like things will change when you invite him into your heart, invite him into your home, invite him in, into that room um, and that space. And yeah, and just don't base on feelings. I think we get so caught up in emotions and feelings and feelings are so incredibly beautiful and I love them. But because I know for myself, I, I didn't, I, it's not like I didn't have feelings, but I'm not like, Cammy knows about me. Like I'm not like the most emotional, like I've definitely gotten more emotional. Um, but I used to compare that. I think when I was younger thinking, oh, they're crying, like they're having a better connection with Jesus or they're like, you know what I mean? Like I, what's wrong with me? And I'm like, no, it's not, it's not about the emotion that is beautiful, but it's, it's, I don't know. I think when we make it just about that, then we, we undermine or we undercut like what God is doing, regardless of the emotion. Does that make sense? That totally makes sense. I think that's so good. And I think you're right now. I think that's like a common misconception about worship is that like, it is only emotional. Mm. I think some of the times where as an emotional being who's currently PMSing, so I have all the emotions. Um, I totally have been there and I've felt that myself of like, if I'm not feeling the joy or if I'm not like, you know, crying or whatever, then I'm not connecting. But it talks about in scripture, the power of a sacrifice of praise. And I, I yes. think some of the most powerful moments where I've taken ground as a worshiper where I've like put a stake in the ground and saying like I'm standing on what who God is what you know who what his word says what I'm believing for is when I sing it and declare it before Mm -hmm. I've seen it before I even believe it before my emotions have caught up and I think a lot of that is my pastor always says worship is agreeing with who God is and so Mm -hmm. there's a song that highlights he's the God of 
he's a way maker. And you're seeing that because you're agreeing that he's a way maker and you, you sing it until your heart connects, your mind connects. If yeah. you're, there's a song about he's the God that deserves our surrender. You're singing that because it's true. And then you're agreeing with that to the, that's who the God is that we're worshiping. And then your emotions submit and your body submits. And, and that's why I think there is power when we physically move and worship, when we do things, because it's actually like causing our body to submit to the truth. So like if we kneel, it's not necessarily because we feel it. Sometimes we're kneeling because we're like, I need to humble myself physically to remind my soul that you're worthy of me being low because you're higher. Or if I raise my hands as a sign of surrender or praise or excitement, it's because I'm physically showing that like, I want my body to come into agreement with who God is, you know? Um, and I think sometimes, you know, we express ourselves physically in worship because it's the only way we can. There's, he's so yeah. good and worthy that it's like your body just has to, yeah. but then other times if you do it first, because it's like, okay, I'm actually not feeling it today. So this is even more the time when I need to like, yes, you know, do whatever. Or, or, yeah. yeah. Step, step oh, I go more. hard. I go hard <laughs> in worship. Like if I'm not sweating by the end of a worship set, I know I didn't go all in. Like, <laughs> No, honestly, I mean, y'all need to see Natalie's high kicks in worship. If you want to see someone control. so hard, yes. you know, her face. And I love <laughs> it. Everyone, everyone worships differently. There's no, like, I, I don't know if this is, anyways, it all looks different, but I've just found for myself um, in the past few years, it's just like a newfound freedom. And for me personally, I don't know if it's because I grew up dancing or what it might be, but it's just like, I... And I think it's too just reaching a point where you're like, I literally don't care what anyone else thinks about me. Like, I don't care if I look so dumb because my body can't help itself but just jump, dance. Like, um, if I'm dancing at home with my son, like, to Uptown Funk, I sure as heck can dance to a worship song, you know? Like, and I you know, I, and that's just me personally. I think just, I have to, I just go all in. Like I, I, I can't hold back. And cause, and that's just how I personally, um, I personally connect and I, yeah, there's lots of movement. There's like, but I, that's who I am as a human. Like I'm always moving when I'm talking and like, so of course when I'm worshiping, that's just, that's how it totally. goes. But I love yeah. that so much. That's amazing. Um, speaking of worship with like, you know, it being uptown funk like you can dance to that whatever <laughs> amanda and i were talking today because um, kids bop uptown <laughs> funk though uh, of course the appropriate version. of course group with ggg um, rated g but uh there's a, a great guy named justin bieber who released an album yesterday when we're recording this and who who is this guy? are we sponsored Baby? are you sponsored is that why we're talking about it but totally I, I mean here's the thing they're paying you i i listened to the, the songs and the lyrics and i was like this has so much truth in it. Like he's literally going there. But then I saw people already commenting and posting and me, a lot of them were believers being right. like, well, what about your songs where you talk about this and oh, this and like, gosh. just, you know, saying all those things. And I, it broke my heart. It made me so frustrated because I'm like, I, I get, I get logically where they're coming from. Like, I know sure. that the religious spirit wants you to say, well, it needs to look like this, but I just mm -hmm. pray for the body that we're coming into a season where we can be completely who we are before the Lord because at the end of the day like that's actually as we are like he sees us all my sin all my flaws all my mess all that mm. he already sees it and so to try to be one person in church and worship and another person outside and to think that they're separate mm. just isn't true and I think one thing I love about this new Justin Bieber album is like he is mm. just himself and he's expressing his him and his truth and and it is his form of worship and so I'm just curious like y'all talk on that like what do you think is that do you disagree with me do you think like okay this 
he shouldn't put a word about him out because he does think about other bad stuff. What do you think? So I have several thoughts because I also listened to the album and I have a lot of thoughts on this. <laughs> I was like raising my hand in the Zoom, like me, me, me. <laughs> okay. Pick so, me, pick me. Pick me. So number one, God's mercies are new every morning. And yeah. it's like if we're going to go back and just do tally marks of all the things that we have ever done, well, good. you might as well have thrown me out of the friendship like days ago, <laughs> you know? And it's like for people my personal opinion, like my spirit for people to go like other believers or this like religious spirit to go and say, well, you've done this and you've done that. And you've put out a song for this. Cause they all, people also did this with when Kanye West did Jesus is King album and the same thing. Like, what about the other songs where you did this, this, and this? Well, for me, I personally love Jesus is King album. Cammy knows this. I was just going to say, we know how Amanda feels about that album. Oh, you guys literally, I, I, I see I encounter Jesus so much in this album. Like I will be driving. There's like some rage to it sometimes. And I'm like, I get my like anger out of that. And then I praise the Lord that he's like uprooted that for me. Like there's so many things about that album that I feel like even if let's say worst case scenario, even if Kanye West or Justin Bieber did these albums for money purposes or for a title purpose or whatever, like let's say worst case scenario, even if that was the case, it's not my job to judge that. Like if I'm the one that's encountering the Lord in that, like God's going to know their heart. You know what I mean? Like it's not, I feel like it's not my place to say you've done this and you've done this because, and make tally marks of what they've done wrong. Because if God can have like a prophet, marry a prostitute and an adulterer and a murderer become king, well, then who am I to say what he's doing in these people's lives? Yeah. I mean, I feel like you just said it. It's like, we can't, we can't judge man's heart. I don't know anyone's heart. And I'm going to be stoked that, regardless of past releases what is he releasing right now worship I mean that's that's amazing I haven't honestly listened to it yet but I did get to listen to this one snippet where he just says he just starts praying for people he's like god bless and I was like come on because I'm like the amount of homes the amount of ears that that this is now infiltrating praise god like Mm -hmm. god can use whoever he wants god uses sinners like I'm not saying you know we're all sinners let's be real but I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. Well, and, and I think, I think the reason why I wanted to like touch on that with our conversation is I think that there's this like belief or this lie that we believe sometimes as humans that like, well, when I come into worship, I better have it all figured out before I come in or I can't come in like dancing or, or joyful or on my face or anything if me and God aren't okay. And it's like, that's actually the complete opposite. Like we enter in mm-hmm. with his, with Thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. And what are we thanking him for? We're thanking him that he covers our sin. We're thanking him for his yeah. blood. We're thanking him that he died and paid the price for our message. We're thanking him that, that we are human and we have our flaws or whatever. But because you said that earlier, the veil is torn. We come in fully. We enter a throne yeah. of, of grace, you know, like, and so I think that to encourage all of us as worshipers or worship leaders, like it. I think the theme almost of this episode is like come as you are and come boldly mm-hmm. like come with everything you have he's worthy and offer it in whatever season yeah. you're in and and know that like that's all he calls us to it's not about the perfect song it's not about the perfect scenario or the best singing voice or having a stage or not a stage it's just about your heart being pure before the Lord and and knowing that he's the one that made it possible to even come in that way you know and he made it possible for Justin Bieber and he made it possible for you and me and he made it possible for the woman in Africa who will never know that like has a dirt floor and has somehow encountered God and is worshiping him and her tears are holy before the Lord like yeah you know and so I just think it's 
it's rewiring our brain that it's not mm. all as it is. And, you know, that worship leader who's singing the perfect song on stage is not closer to the Lord because of that than you are. Like, that's not what it's yeah. about, you know? Yeah. And I, I just wanted to add, I felt this in my spirit is just, if you are struggling with seeing God as good, when you start, this is shifted for me. Worship was created for God. Like worship, our worship is literally just to glorify God's name. It's all about him because he's worthy of it all. He doesn't owe us anything else. Like he could take worship and just keep it there about him. Right. But God is so good and he's so kind that he allows something that was created to bring glory to his name to then minister to our hearts and encourage us. Like that is a kind and very loving father that he takes something that's for him. And I feel like it brings such ministry and such healing to me. Like all of a sudden I'm receiving when it was really just for him. Does that make sense? Yes. Like it's, it's just so good. It's so beautiful. Um, so good. Gosh. I love that. Well, I don't know. Do you have any last, last words, Natalie, to encourage our listeners on worship or maybe like a scripture, if you have a favorite scripture on worship, just want to give mm. you the platform one more time to share. <laughs> no pressure. Um, I mean, I don't, Cammie and I talk about this a lot. It's that scripture, um, gosh, is it in first Peter? Ooh. Um, of just how he calls us, he calls us royal priests. And that's what it's talking about when that veil was torn. Like we are all called to be priests. We are all called to enter into his presence, not just for the worship leader or the perfect per- person on platform, like it's for all of us. And I love even that scripture. Oh gosh, I don't think I have it on here, but it's in Romans of just, we get to offer all of ourselves as a living sacrifice. That is our form of worship is offering every single piece of me, all of my dreams, uh, my will, my way, my heart, my body, my soul, everything. When I do that, that is, that is the truest act of worship, you know, more than a song, it's just offering everything I have to him, my heart. And that's, um, we have that opportunity each and every day, whether it's through music or through, and we talked about it in the beginning, like everything we do gets to be a form of worship and it's calling him King and being like putting him in his rightful place of you gave this all to me. So now I get to give it back to you and act of surrender. That's so good. I'm going to read that scripture to close this out, but you're right now, Leah's yeah. first Peter 2, 9. And it says, but you are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of God who called you out of darkness and into his wonderful light. And I love that that's what it says, because it's just what you said earlier, Natalie, that it's not, it's praising him for what he's done of the fact that we were in darkness and now we're in light. Like anything else that we get blessed with, anything else that happens in our life is a bonus, but that alone is worthy of all of our praise and all of our worship that we were in darkness and now we're not because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bring it back to Jesus. Bring it back to Jesus. We just a trio. You guys, I mean, I was from Church of Christ where it's only harmonies. So you'd think I could really like get a little bit <laughs> get a little bit well, better in my trio here's the thing I was in a band with both of you at different seasons ovation and this then kaleidoscope true. so maybe we should be called kaleidoscope ovation and just really take it to that next level is yes. this the lord speaking I think it is this feels like worship to me our album um, is dropping 2022 get ready featuring Whoa. Justin Bieber just get yeah. really excited yeah. <laughs> minor minor 
I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, guys, I hope that you enjoyed this episode with Natalie as much as we did. I cannot wait for you to connect with her on Instagram and feel free to, you know, DM her questions. She's never on Instagram, but when she ran, like, I've got a really, really big Instagram presence. I post <laughs> all of the time. She posts all the time, but you should get on there because she has a really cute dog and a really cute um, baby and a really cute life and beautiful house. So like, honestly, follow her. she ever posts about those things, but you know, it's will encourage her too. You'll get a post update like every six months from me. So yeah, for sure. But awesome. I will respond to DMs. If you need to follow where it's really not going to annoy you on your feed, she's actually a great follow. So <laughs> I am great. She is great. Um, well, guys, we pray for you. We pray that this encourages you to step out as a worshiper. Um, and yeah, please let us know if you have questions and if we can point you in any direction that can take you deeper with the Lord. Because at the end of the day, um, going back to the basics doesn't mean necessarily just staying in, in that simple place but it actually means like having deeper devotion in that the places that actually matter and so we believe that worship is powerful it glorifies God and it brings breakthrough in your own life and so we hope that you were encouraged this morning and we love you BBs I'm Cami I'm Amanda we are basically basic and we know you are too be blessed and be basic <laughs>